seeing the Glen flag and Glen jerseys up in Crow Park is, you know, it's amazing to see. It's great to see the club supporting. Welcome to the Middle Pitch Podcast, where Tomás Mulcahy, Shawnee McGrath and more will be chatting to members and players about their memories of the club. Welcome to episode three of the Middle Pitch, where I am joined by Glen Rovers Camogie manager Tara Cunningham and Glen Rovers and Cork Camogie star Leanne O'Sullivan. So, welcome Leanne. Um, we'll start with you first. Um, we just want to start with your earliest memories of playing with Glen Rovers. Yeah, so um, I joined the club when I was about 11 or 12, so I was pretty late joining. Um, but um, yeah, a lot of the girls in the club were just, or a lot of girls in the park were heading down and just joined them. Um, I didn't have any relations or anything to the club, so I'm the first of my family down. Um, so I joined the famous academy of Mary Newman and Mary Sheehan, and I had the likes of Carl Bridgman and them training me in the, the Glen Hall. Um, we would have trained up the top field um, on a Tuesday and Sunday morning um, for underage and then once you moved on then to the under 14s and 15s you know you trained with the older girls in uh, down the bottom of the field and you know that was like such a huge accomplishment then. Um, so then we would have I actually, I looked through some of um, my medals from from when you asked me to do this. And I was like, geez, I'll pull out and see what I have. And I actually have like D medals, like under 14 D. And I was like, how is this even, even here? But um, we went on and we won, I'd say, the A grade in 14, from 13s, 14s. 16s and right up to minor and it was just such a contrast to what what we had so like there was a huge transition there from from that first medal all the way up um and that was that was down to all the different management teams um throughout the years um so even from the marys and carol at the start uh then there was i'd say cot legan trained me for a while um who else was there there was tom luby Dave O'Connell, um, I mean Kelly Newman. The list goes on. So it was it was quite a successful underage, I suppose, um, coming up in the Glen. And did you play with Cork a bit underage then as well? I did. Um, I would have started with the the Cork Colleges, and then that progressed to the Cork Under Sixteen team. And following on from that, then I played two years minor. Very good. And it's it's interesting that the first thing you actually said that you were the first of your family to come down because it was actually something that I, I don't I don't like asking people, but people do kind of refer to it. Um and I see now that your your parents are, are heavily involved and are always around the club and stuff like that. And which is great to see, like and I suppose Tara, that brings me to you then and you're probably the opposite. So you were probably your family was steeped in it and um I suppose that's how you that's how you began really. You couldn't divide it basically. Yeah, sure, all my family are involved, but I was never a committed player underage either, but I did make a comeback at one stage, more for the social side, but uh, I got involved then with playing with the senior Bs, and um, that was the highest division we were competing at at that stage, and um, we won the senior B, and five or six of us 
gave up then at that stage. Like I was 32 and we didn't put any time back in. And the girls were gone up senior A then for three years before he came back. And um, they just kind of approached me to get involved with Dave Ellis was coming back. Dave Ellis was involved in the senior B winning team as well. And Dave O'Connell was part of the team as well, going in from um, 2016. So the girls were changing their management. They had went up and they just wanted to train the, the senior A a bit more of a, a more of a competitive. They were going up, they weren't winning games and stuff. And in championship, they'd won nothing. So they just wanted to kind of see would a change in management bring them that bit forward? And it did. Like the first year we got involved, then we um, pushed on into the senior league final straight away and stuff. I, the reason I would have definitely come back involved was with Dave Ellis coming back because playing under him in senior B, I know what he can do in the Camogie side of things. Um, just the hurling coach and his insight to the game. He's actually passionate for coaching as well. So when I heard he was coming back, with the girls, I said, yeah, I'll go because I looked, there was nine players from that senior B team still involved in the senior A team and there was a few new girls coming onto the panel as well. So, Leanne, what age would you have been when we won the senior B? 2013, seven years ago. 2013, uh, I was doing my leave insert, so yeah, 18. Yeah, like, that's so young, so you knew then girls were getting more experienced and stuff and that's something could come out of the team. You know, so it was time to kind of push on and get that bit more competitive and get to the standard and compete there. So, yeah, I, so that, got back, I basically got back involved because I believed in the girls that were playing still. I knew they have the ability and I still know they do anyway. So that's yeah, why I got back involved. Not because of my family. <laughs> <laughs> it would have coincided then with kind of that successful underage team that Leanne spoke about there and stuff, um, which kind of, and then there was also a core group of, of of players kind of like Lydia and Denise and stuff like that that were that were there. Yeah, Nicole O'Brien, Karen O'Connor, those girls are there now and like Leanne's age was coming through and then there's a few younger girls like Emma Murphy and Tara McCarthy, Tina Merton starting to come through. So we know that there's a great, great panel of girls there. Very good, very good. Um, and Kind of making the step onto the senior panel then, Leanne, um, with the Glenn, what, what did you find different? Was there um, a step up in level, just a step up in preparation um, compared to what you were, what you were used to? Um, yeah, definitely. Like, I was only around 15 or 16 going on the, the Glenn senior team. And like these girls that I was moving on to, like some of them actually coached me underage. Like, so it was just such an awe to be going up and being with these girls now because you're playing with the best in the club. So, and the, the training was at a different standard again. So you kind of had to, you know, adjust quickly. And and I remember when I first went on, I was like, I played, I played half back, I'd say for most of my, or half back, full back for most of my underage. And then when I went on to the senior panel, they put me corner forward. So it was a huge change. So... I was like, I don't care, I'm playing, you know, I, I'll go anywhere. So you kind of do anything just to be there and do your best, like, so, but, and eventually anyway, down the road, I was shoved back further and further. I was gone to the full back line and I was throwing my half back now, but, but uh, yeah, it just developed really quickly over the years. Um, but it We put great. you back and forward for one championship game, aren't <laughs> you, didn't we? <laughs> you did, yeah. <laughs> I think it, it did. The bars, I like, the, team, but... <laughs> <laughs> the bars, like the 
they kind of panicked. <laughs> yeah, the true, the team definitely liked it all. Yeah. So Tara, um, Leanne mentioned there that she came on at 15 and 16 onto a senior panel and you're your manager now and it's like Camogie compared to Ireland is, is a bit different where, where the girls are coming on that bit younger. Like as a manager now, how, how do you deal with say someone that's that's fifteen, sixteen, um, and someone that's that's thirty? Is is there different kind of ways of, of dealing with with those players and yeah. even communication with regards to do you have to communicate with parents and different things like that? Yeah, it's been tough enough, like because you get the parents' consent even for some simple things like the WhatsApp groups and things like things like that. But as well, when it comes to championship, you're competing with junior certs, leaving certs. They're playing under 16, they're playing minor, they're playing colleges, you know, so like the girls playing senior would have a lot more going on than the senior lads, you know, a lad would only be, if a lad's breaking through, I'd say out of minor, you know, they still have 21s and everything to prove themselves. Uh, it's a big thing, alright, even the dressing room, they're a bit young coming in, you know, and you'd have to be just watchful of things and stuff like that. I. But I definitely feel you wouldn't believe that someone could be playing their June or doing their junior search exams and playing senior championship, do you know? And like it's definitely you have to be very mindful of it. But I remember watching All Ireland years ago and a girl being 14 playing with Galway senior, you know, so it's always been very young. And that's the standard of Camogie for years, like, you know. But I suppose for the older ones, it keeps them on their feet as well, of it knowing that a 16 sometimes you're going out saying the girl I'm marking is. You could have a 32-year-old and a 16-year-old, and if they're beating a 32-year-old experienced <laughs> player, or if they're faster, do you know? But yeah, it's definitely like the physicality side of it as well. The game has become quite physical. So like considering a 16-year-old coming on up against a girl, like I know Denise and Lydia came on senior when they were 14. So like they could have 16 years experience now playing senior at this stage. Versus a girl coming on, do you know, it's definitely it's hard for them. So you do have to watch them. Like you'd be only hoping to get one or two a year coming through. But like if you're playing even one or two, that's I'd say the least you could possibly play because of the experience side of it, really. Like yeah, yeah. And if you can pull those two or, or three, even hopefully, and it's the same at at senior level with the lads. Like if you're getting two or three every year, it's it's a bonus, really. Like you know. Um, Leanne, you mentioned yeah. that you um, that you were coaching, that you were influenced by the coaches underage and stuff like that, that the, the senior girls and stuff like that, and you do a lot of coaching yourself to you with, with the underage teams. Yeah, um, while I was in secondary school and maybe the first year in college, I did a bit of coaching uh, with the academy as well. So I think I did about three or four years, and like you actually appreciate the work that go into coaches so much more when you actually go and do it yourself um but it was just it was phenomenal to see the girls and the, the developments over time and just that this is what is coming up in in the glen you know and i actually i'm i'm probably playing with a few of them now um that i would have coached or helped out a few years ago so but like i'd recommend it to everyone it's it's a great experience you know even if you do it only for a year or two you know, it's it's really great. Excellent. And uh, Tara, I suppose no, it's kind of it's your first year as senior manager, as far as as far as I know. So it's a strange year, kind of coming in for you. Um, how is the how are things going at the moment with regards to training and what's your plan for going forward? Let us know all your secrets. 
secrets with the pandemic. <laughs> we saw this coming. <laughs> um, yeah, look, first year as manager, I didn't expect ever when I came in as a selector, as I said, look, the lads to be doing this, but it's for the girls, really. Like, And it's tough. We have a new hurling coaching, and we got Dave Busteed from the senior lads as well involved. And I think so far, even the couple of games we've played, like just the experience. Um, what I really want from him is like he's experienced losing and winning, you know, and he's known it's, you don't get it very easy. And just a couple of things he's already said in the dressing room and things I think we gain an awful lot from him. Um, and a couple of things even from me, he's after giving me a couple of things, he said one or two things to me, do you know, he's definitely a different view to what, we're, what we've had before. So it's great to have someone with that knowledge and from within our own club to give the time. Yeah, it's great to see Buster involved and he's a good character to have around any setup. Um, and it's great that he's getting involved and it's important that we get as many people back involved as we can. Um, so what is the plan now for the rest of the year? Well, the plan was tough, but now going forward straight away, look, we're actually getting the announcement of the new dates and the intercounty scene like it's going to be tough I mean it's starting the 20th of July we can have physical contact can come into the game and we have to it's the same for the lads like it has to be played by the 31st of July and the intercounty scene then is um, starting October the 17th but just simple things that we're challenged with like we got an email the other day just to say we, we play the league after championship but then the court players will be gone back to the intercounty scene do you know, so they're giving us an option. Do we want to be part of it or not? We always enter everything anyway, and we will like, but it's just, um, it's going to be hard with fixtures with Cork and clubs in yeah. the scenario that we're in. Like, and plus we're trying to plan and we really don't know any fixture. Like, no, we should be facing into getting ready for finished our league facing to get ready for championship. June is always a hard month because you finish the league and you've nothing, and you're trying to keep the momentum going and keep building on what you've done already. Whereas now we're starting from scratch, we're going back to pre-season in a couple of weeks again, so that's the plan. Yeah, well, it's, it's actually, I was actually talking to Buster about it, and even for people who are involved in different teams, say underage teams, and he's involved with G, and he's also trying to play, and it's going to be very tough for people, and there's a lot of people out there, there who are involved in, in different teams, and everything now is going to be from club level, is going to be squashed into two, three months and unfortunately people won't be able to give as much time to everything but hopefully people will be able to juggle that. Um, very good. Um, hopefully that will, I suppose everybody's in the same boat and it's, it's something new and look, I suppose everybody will, will just drive on with it. Um, Leanne, I'm going to ask you about what you've been doing from a cock side of things um, for the last few months to try and keep things ticking over but I suppose before we go into that, um, we'll just talk about your success with Cork. Um, and uh, I was looking, doing a bit of research there, and you're fairly mm -hmm. successful. So, do you want me to call it out, or, or do you want to call it out? You can start in sure. start in 2014 anyway, and work your way up. Oh, you already shot you already shot yourself in the foot there. 2013. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got the the famous phone call from Polly Murray join the panel in 2013 so I was doing my leaving cert and uh, I'll never forget it actually I remember Georgie Fitz um, was kind of our strength and conditioning coach at the time and I, I was missing just say for the bones of three weeks three four weeks doing my leaving cert and I come back and George didn't even notice I was gone like it was just 
<laughs> you know, he just he was a good crack. Um, so for from 2013 then um, to now, I've I've probably I've won. It's probably my most successful time. Um, I I didn't win any medals with Cork underage, so it wasn't until the junior, intermediate, and senior panels um, I got my my silverware. So I've four All Ireland medals, um, two National League medals, and eight Monster medals. So it's quite a lot, I suppose. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but geez, it it doesn't come easy either, you know. Um, we had a mentality drilled into us from the start, and it was, you know, don't be wishing for it, don't be wanting it, go out and do it, you know. So it was just all for for what we did ourselves, all the hard work we put in, um, and we just climbed the ladder up. Now we won two back to back All Irelands, and you know that famous three in a row that we're always wishing on hasn't come yet. So hopefully we might get there someday. But uh, yeah, we've had we've had two of those now, and they haven't gone. But you know, you take every every one of every game as it comes now. Without a doubt, you, know, you don't know. With with body, so that mentality you spoke about was that kind of there when when you kind of came onto the panel and you just bought into it. Um, did you did Paddy Murray kind of come in around that stage, or was he there a few years earlier? Um, he would have been there, I think, maybe a year just before I came. So he was pretty new to the scene as well. Um, himself and Niall Collins um have been there from the start, and from then till now, there's been a great mix of management come in. Um, and out so but I mean the work they've put in over the last few years like it's it's incredible you know you have to give them credit. And Tara I suppose how important is it to have say an inter-county player especially when Cork was so successful um, like Leanne coming back into a Glen scene oh, how important is that for, for the entire club basically? Um, it's hugely important um, just even you Owen from listening to her there like she's one of the most cool like I was writing down words about her there as a cool, calm, composed person, <laughs> you know, and the younger girls are looking up to this and like for all Ireland medals, you know, she comes back and she to, into the dressing room just to keep that environment like that, that professionalism coming back. But Leanne's always there as well. Her friend, even when she is tied up with Cork, she's always in the dressing room, always on the sideline. And she, like that alone is a great role model to the girls that like her club become, is, comes first. And I think Leanne will always put the club first. I just think Leanne is an all-rounder as well. You know, I was kind of thinking about that myself in her own career and everything. She's been successful. So for girls to see that as well, you know, that you can juggle things. That it's not just Kamoki focused with her. You know, a lot of the time people think like that to be successful, you'll have nothing else going on. But she is successful all around. And she's great friendships inside of Camogie and outside of Camogie like and it's very important for other girls to see that I would think anyway you know that it's just not about the club she can balance her whole entire life and achieve at it we had her as captain as well one year and she was an excellent captain <laughs> like she really played the role and to manage that and being on a court team is a very hard thing to do and she did like so I I great respect for Leanne as a player and as a role model for the Burns. Did, you ma- did the manager, new manager, not pick you as captain this year, no? Um, I don't think no, not picked, picked really. <laughs> no, so it's no. still up in the air. <laughs> do you want to do you want to announce an exclusive here or anything, no? <laughs> 
no we barely got going like <laughs> that's that's all right we'll we'll get that we'll get that another day um i suppose leanne then in terms of preparation could you give us your your normal kind of week as an intercounty player outside of kind of the COVID situation so last year what would your normal kind of camogie intercounty player week would have been would have been um yeah because we can't really go much on this year um so last year in peak championship um so let's say so on a monday i'd show i'd go down to the club um tuesday we would be hurling training with cork um wednesday is usually a club night thursday cork um, another field session friday uh, would be my day off <laughs> Saturday then Saturday morning we'd have um, a hurling alley session with Cork and Sunday then is another pitch session so you're talking maybe three pitch sessions with Cork one ball alley session and you know you'd be expected to do a gym session yourself as well um, there's a lot of preparation you kind of have to do on your own um, you know you have your food um, you have your own hurling skills fitness um, what we do on the fields with Cork is very minimal compared to what you do yourself. So, you know, it's it's an awful lot of preparation. But, you know, when you win, you know, when you're so successful, um, it's kind of all worth it at the end. You know, the hard work pays off. So you kind of have to take ownership of it yourself, basically. You do, um, yeah. You're still there five days a week then at the same time. Um, I know they put a lot of emphasis on those ball alley sessions and, you feel that they've improved your game and improved the team as a, as a whole? Yeah, big time. Yeah, and it's only 20 minutes to a half an hour um, is all you need, you know, bringing a wall ball. Um, even better if you can have some someone go with you. Um, but if not, I mean, there's so much you can do. Um, and I can't emphasise enough how important it is because, you know, it's if you don't have your first touch in the day, you know, you're going to be thinking, geez, if only I... You know, I got that ball, or you'd be rethinking every ball that come in, come in after the game. But um, yeah, it's just the little things. Very good. And just going going back to playing, then. So you came onto a panel, like you said, at twenty thirteen. Um. So, but you were you were a back, you were a half back, corner back. Um. And I would mm -hmm. think it's it's very hard. Um. Coming into a setup and establishing establishing yourself as a cornerback or, or half back in comparison to maybe coming in at a young age, kind of being a forward and stuff like that. How, how difficult was it to kind of cement your, your place in the team and kind of gain trust of people around you? It's a tough competition out there, you know. Um, everyone, what, like there could be a few people fighting for the one position and, you know, you just got to trust yourself. You got to trust your confidence, your skills, that you're good enough. And, well, you should be, you should be confident enough that you can play, you know, wherever you're put. Like you kind of go back to, what I said earlier about coming onto the Glen team when you're younger or when I was younger, you know, I was, I was half back all my underage and then I come in corner forward, you know, you, you just have to adjust and um, to get on the field and to be able to play the game you love. So, you know, you kind of bring that mentality on um, with you in Cork, you know, you have to be prepared to play wherever you're put. Um, I remember, I think it was two years ago, um, I, I wasn't playing, but I came on in a Cork match against Clare, and they've no, they kind of, they've no more forwards to put on, and I was obviously a defender at the time, and and they threw me up full forward, and I scored a goal. 
<laughs> so like it's just so you just have to be prepared to go on whenever and just give it everything you know yeah the game has gone that way and you know you just have to be adaptable okay very good um we'll go back a small bit to to the lane again um and just from uh Komogi point of view the, the efforts and the charity work and things like that that have gone in over the last kind of two or three months have been phenomenal, especially from the Camogie side. Um, Dara, do you want to explain a small bit about that? Sorry, no, I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, well, just with the whole pandemic coming in, we just had to keep the girls active and connected to each other. So we just did, um, the Cork Curlers did a, a charity run for Marymount and we were planning to do our own 5k and we just said we'd go in on the back of that and support them and do the same thing so we just made up teams of seven to do 42k a marathon and um, compete and the lads in the club participated as well so it all actually got very competitive and there's a few questions about a couple of people's 5k's and things but um, everyone went out nine o'clock on a Saturday morning at the same time sent the teams in and we got all the pictures up and we fundraised 2,082 euro, I think, was it? We finally monthly and for, yeah, yeah. for um, Mary Mount. So, um, and I know that the committee and a lot of people organised the penny dinners as well. And the photographs went up. It was actually on Facebook, there was people that, like you'd remember from years ago, do you know their sons and daughters played and they all came with the stuff as well. And they got that going as well and I think they have another one or two things that they're thinking to do as well so look it just goes to show that when we couldn't play that everyone came together you know and started doing things for charity as well which was great to see because it was a time we could have all just sat back and done took the time off you know it was the first time in our life that we probably didn't have to commit every week to something so but they didn't in fairness and every one of the girls participated in the 5k which was great to see as well talking point again and again there's probably slagging about the different people that um went <laughs> went to small too fast and adjusted their times and, stuff, you know? and, uh, we and i actually i i like purposely ran from my house into town so i like i wouldn't run around Dublin hill because i said i'll run into everyone and i'll i'll never get the 5k done Sure, I was running down Blackpool, and sure, the first person I meet, Lydia Cunningham, <laughs> and then I was chatting, and I was like, you know, out of all the things out, but it was she gave me a great idea anyway to go in and get a coffee for myself. But when you were done, more anyway, when I was done, yeah, she was walking out with hers. <laughs> done, and then I'm done, and then I ran on more then, and sure, Denise Louvie as well. <laughs> but uh, it was a great morning, great morning, and it was well. I think, Steve Fraud is his result, alright. Dave Doolin had a moon on it, so. Uh, <laughs> well, the sub 20, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The boys had a good slagging over that anyway, like, so. <laughs> I'd say so, alright. I'd say so. He ran down to Packy Key one day, he had to go spin home, I think, so. Um, <laughs> God, he had to come home. So, just to, just to finish off, I suppose, the, um, the, the big thing over the last kind of two, three years from a, a lady's sport point of view was the 2020 campaign. Um, and Leanne, will you just kind of fill us in on that and what you know about it and how successful it has been? Yeah, um, it's definitely a really important campaign they've made up um, to promote women's sport. Um, so they wanted the main aims were to improve, you know, the attendances at matches, um, to boost media coverage, and for girls actually playing sport all by twenty percent. Um, by the end of 2020 so um, you can even see some of the effects of it there at last year's 
um, all Ireland finals for football and camogie, like the attendances were way up. So you can see that the promotion is working. But again, you know, we just kind of need that extra few people to back it. Um, whether if it's just tuning in on the TV or, or going yourself or, you know, bringing the kids, it's just that extra bit of encouragement. Um, it's really important. Um, I actually, I wasn't aware of it myself until I came onto the, the Cork Senior Panel um, of how much, a, you know, a divide there is and how little coverage women in sport get. So I'm, I'm really happy about this movement. So hopefully now, you know, they'll, they'll succeed and it'll do well. Yeah, without a doubt. And you can see like the last few years with the, the Littlewood sponsorship, I think, of the Camogie and the, the Little sponsorship and things like that. And that's that's what it needs. It needs investment and it needs kind of just every yeah. and it happened with the GA kind of with, with Guinness in the late 90s that it just just fall around to a new level. And, and certainly you can see there's definitely kind of momentum gathering. OK, so Leanne, just to finish, um, I suppose the, the million dollar question is, could you explain what it was like to, to win in All-Ireland and All-Ireland in Crow Park? Well, you know, Crow Park is just one of those stadiums where everyone wants to, to go, you know, it's the goal at the end of the year. So to win there then is just absolutely amazing. Um, and there's actually nothing to describe, nothing to describe that winning feeling in Crow Park. Um, you know, it's, it's many of the girls would say it's like a, a drug it's so addictive you know all you want to do is you want to win more you want to get back there more um and it's just incredible so i think that's kind of a bit of fire in our bellies as well um probably the, the most amazing part is the final whistle um and everything and everyone just goes ballistic um, you just have everyone running around screaming celebrating and you have friends family and you have the Glen flag up in the crowd, can't miss it. And, you know, it's just great to see. Um, and it's great to have such support. Um, so it's just, it's amazing experience, really. Very good. Um, yeah, it sounds great. And it's, it's great to be able to, to be used to it and doing it three and four times, which is unbelievable. Um, so I think it's a great place to finish, uh, talking about the Glen Flag and Crow Park, which is always great. Um, thanks very much for coming on and thanks for, for participating. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for having us. Thank you all once again for listening. I hope you enjoyed episode three and we look forward to bringing you more episodes over the coming weeks. We are Blackpool and we are Glen Rovers.